From COK Studios in Click and Clack's Garage, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the 25th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. We'll also consider some interesting developments in the world of hashtag activism. And we'll consider whatever happened to baby Jane. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Ron Jeremy Foundation, helping well-endowed young men find work in the adult film industry. Visit thatcantbereal.org for more information. And Tropical Mist All Pulp Orange Juice. We put the pulp in and leave it there. Now with Chunks of Rind. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. This past week marked a unique anniversary, an iconic moment that has come to symbolize the end of the Cold War. On the evening of November 9th, 1989, East Germany made an announcement that it was easing travel restrictions to West Germany, which prompted a gathering at the Berlin Wall. East German border guards, apparently confused by their orders, allowed thousands of East Berliners to pass through a checkpoint to the West for the first time since the wall was erected. Soon after, crowds began physically dismantling the structure. It was a momentous occasion that signaled the end of the Cold War and cemented David Hasselhoff as a cultural icon in Germany. Most people on both sides of the wall were happy to see it come down, but there's one man who wasn't. But it's not why you'd think. Here's Dinah's interview with that man, Fritz Müller. Fritz Müller was one of the men tasked with building the original Berlin Wall in 1961. My father built wall. My grandfather built wall. His grandfather built wall. Walls was a family business for centuries. Fritz claims that his ancestors built Hadrian's Wall during the Roman Empire and that his great-great-great-great-great-great-grandcousin, Chang Müller, helped with the Great Wall of China. Oh yeah, Cheng Müller, fantastic wall builder. Fritz is a proud man with a proud family tradition, and he brought that tradition to his work on the Berlin Wall. They tell me we're building wall, so I say, let's do it. It was August of 1961, when we started to make the wall. I remember mixing the cement. It was so silky smooth. I am known for making my cement like whipping cream. Oh, I see. Yeah, we used terrible Soviet-grade rebar on the wall, but my cement was so good that it made up for the terrible quality of the Soviet supplies. Of all the walls Mueller has built, the Berlin Wall was his greatest achievement. On that night, 25 years ago, I wept. To see those kids tearing down my baby was tragic. It hurt to see the wall come down, but also because of the ease with which they tore it down. Oh, did it make you doubt your craftsmanship? Yeah, it just came down so easily. I felt like a fraud. What did you do? I was sad for weeks. Then I was sent a secret paper from some anonymous soul that said the original cement mixture from the Soviets had used sour cream and shredded copies of old Communist Party newsletters in the mixture. Uh, It was actually a miracle that we could make a wall at all. So you felt vindicated. Absolutely. I was so proud of our German craftsmanship in the face of ineffective Soviet materials. They were even worse than we knew at the time. Were you ultimately happy that the wall came down and the Cold War ended? I have no political agenda. I just build walls. 
That was my interview with Berlin wall builder Fritz Mueller. Now we turn to the idea of hashtag activism. Millennials are using social media more and more to raise awareness of issues and bring about social change. Our own millennial and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, has this report. Dump a bucket of ice water on your head and post the video on Facebook. Or tweet a picture of yourself holding a sign reading, Bring Back Our Girls. Or sign an online petition. Now you're an instant activist. Even though hashtag activism has been shown to work, people have been totes critical of the laziness associated with what is being called slacktivism. There are some startups that are trying to capitalize on turning these passing interests into sustained civic engagement. But there is one group that is going the other way. We're trying to keep our engagement in social issues and activism as low-key and superficial as possible. Some companies and nonprofits are trying to increase involvement in certain issues. We're doing the opposite. Kip Ridley and his partner Mellow Mike started the Whatever Foundation to further promote their brand of lazy activism. We're always looking for ways to make an impact on world issues, but we want to make it as easy as possible. Like, wicked easy. How do you mean? Okay, you remember the ice bucket challenge? Oh, totes. They raised like a ton of money for ALS research. Yeah, but it was way too much work. Exactly. The whole campaign could have done the same amount of good and people could have done even less. We're starting a new, even lazier version of the Ice Bucket Challenge. In order to raise money for clean drinking water in third world countries, we're asking people to take a picture of their sink and post it on Facebook and Instagram. It's like the Ice Bucket Challenge, but it's even easier. We bet this sink pick thing will blow up because everyone likes to look like they care, but they don't want to do very much. Plus, you get to show off your sink. Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of charity and activism, though? I mean, shouldn't you, like, care about a cause if you post something on social media supporting it? No. Tapping into how much people actually care isn't as important as tapping into how much they want other people to think they care and how little effort they're willing to put in. Mike is right. Our generation isn't about doing as much as possible. It's about doing as little as possible while looking like you've done something meaningful. Kip and Mellow Mike are working on several campaigns for various causes, but every single one of them is designed to play upon the inherent laziness of the millennial generation. We're trying to abbreviate activism as much as we can. Mike's been working on something that'll make people feel like that Gandhi guy or that nun, mother somebody, by pushing only two buttons. Really? Yeah. So there was that hashtag bring back our girls thing that got all popular a few months back, but that hashtag was way too long. Why say in 18 characters what you can say in two? I've created a new system that will let you promote a cause in two clicks. For example, if you do hashtag A, it means you support AIDS research. Hashtag B means you support spina bifida. Hashtag C for decreasing your carbon footprint. D for diabetes, E for eating local, F for food banks, and so on. You get the idea. It's great, because people who don't care, or do care, but are too busy to actually make a real contribution, can now look and feel like they care by pushing only two buttons. It's so easy. 
but I'm committed to making it even easier for all the busy, lazy millennials out there. I think we'll get there really soon. Whether this new brand of hashtag activism will actually bring about meaningful change still remains to be seen. But one thing is for sure, it's the easiest way to feel like you've made a difference. And in the end, how you feel is what's most important. For COK News, I'm Melissa Reynolds. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you would like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com. Also, follow us on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow, and like us on Facebook. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. Don't forget, you can also now donate to Consider Our Knowledge, so please do so by going to our website and clicking the Support COK button. There you can make a secure monthly donation via Patreon, which is like Kickstarter but for ongoing projects. We would like to dedicate this week's episode to NPR great and Car Talk co-host Tom Magliozzi, who passed away last week. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Soon after, crowds began physically dismantling the structure. Ooh, I whistled so bad on that <laughs> S. It was like yeah, structure. You did. <laughs> <clears throat> I can never do that if I have, like, if I wanted if you're, to do yeah, it. Yeah, on cue. But.